Welcome to the Silver and Mature Womanpreneur Podcast, a podcast for and by women over 50, providing faith-building strategies for female entrepreneurs looking to achieve higher levels of productivity, capacity, and growth, where we strive to focus on God's agenda while building our businesses to serve our community with excellence. Welcome to the podcast. Today I have the pleasure of having Shannon Spencer on the show. She is a coach, and she coach, she's a coach for high-achieving entrepreneurial Christian women. Now, Shannon and I met a few years ago at an entrepreneurial retreat, and I had to have her on the show because, for one, when we met, it was like we already knew one another, right? And so I knew that I was going to have Shannon on the show, but here's why I never asked her. I didn't know she was 50. (laughs) And so when I found out she was 50, I was like, oh, yay. And, And it's a wonderful thing because she doesn't look it. She looks amazing. So anyway, what a wonderful way to introduce Shannon to the show. Welcome to the show, Shannon. I'm so glad to have you. <laughs> Thank you so much, Aldrea. And it's true. When when you picked us up at the airport, I felt like you were a long-lost best friend that I just hadn't met yet. And yeah. that retreat was wonderful. It was definitely yeah. something that I needed. And the friendships that um, I cre- we created there were, were awesome. And, you know, I, just, I love that you tell me that I don't look like I'm 53. So when you had messaged me back and said, well, I haven't asked you because I didn't think you were the right age, I was like, oh, I just love that. Maybe <laughs> 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 it is that I have this beautiful colored hair, right? You know? <laughs> Only my hairdresser knows. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I love but, it. Yeah. I, yeah, I love it. Well, Shannon, what have you been up to lately? I mean, we're going to get into a few questions, but I wanted to, I want you to introduce yourself and just share a little bit about what you do for your clients, and then we'll get into a few other questions as we continue on in the interview. So share a little bit about what you do for your clients. When I'm working with a high-achieving businesswoman who has basically given birth to her dream, right? She's created this amazing business. And it, when, when, when we, I think as, as women, we become kind of these mothers of our business as well. And we can get really tunnel focused on making sure that we are doing everything we can for our business, for the people that we've bring on to work in our business. And unfortunately, that sometimes comes at the cost of our families, the cost of ourselves. We can sacrifice those we love um, on the altar of our business while, you know, while we're, we're just, you know, really trying to make it successful. And then at some point we realize that, you know, the business isn't giving us everything that we need and we have relationships that are stressed and we're stressed, overwhelmed on the way to burnout. And so when I work with my clients, what I help them to do is to really tap into their faith, mm-hmm. tap into who they are that the Lord has made them to be, and to also partner with him 
in their business so that we can help them align mm -hmm. that work that they love with the yeah. life that we love. I really hate that term work-life balance because it makes it seem like work is one thing and life is another, but work is just part of our life, right? Yeah. So, so how do we or blend those things into a way that works for us, yeah. for our families, for our, for our teams, our clients? Yeah. So that's the, yeah, so that's yeah. What, what I really help my clients with. Did you did you always know that this is what you were going to do? <laughs> well, I have a really kind of my mom would tell you that she worried that I would ever grow up and I would ever figure out anything because I am one of those people who just like to try a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But when I finally finished college, I got a degree in therapeutic recreation and I went to work in mental hospitals. And what that meant was that I was teaching people how to enjoy life despite whatever ability or disability or challenge that they had going on. I worked in behavioral health units, substance abuse units, uh, with the elderly who had strokes or amputations or whatever, and, you know, just really looked at how, how can we cope with life, how can we cope with stress, and do it in a way that brings joy, meaning, and purpose. Mm -hmm. And I did that for, gosh like 15 years, I think. And before that, though, what I really thought I was going to do is I really originally thought I was going to be a buyer for Nordstrom's because I loved clothes. <laughs> so I went from being a buyer at Nordstrom's to then at one point working at the VA with the most amazing people, but you mm. wouldn't look at them as amazing because they were the homeless schizophrenic veteran that you see panhandling on the street or, you know, what have you. And those were the people that I served with. And, oh, my gosh, that was just such a joy. But, you know, like all things, um, seasons change. And yeah. my yeah. Uh, I, I, we moved and for my husband's job. And we I found myself working at a Jenny Craig Center, uh, working in corporate America. Um, after having worked for the government, corporate America was um, kind of similar in some ways. But... They don't really care about you as a person. They just care about the numbers. And mm -hmm. what I found was I was sacrificing my life on the altar of their success mm -hmm. uh, while my two little kids were being raised by my mom and my husband was working crazy hours. And my mom wanted to be the grandma that said, go ahead and eat all the cookies you want and go ahead and jump on the bed. And she didn't, you know, want to tell them to do their homework and those kinds of things. And so uh, it just, I, I, just I walked away and I just said I can't do this anymore and I asked Lord you know what's next and he sent me a quiz on the internet that said should you be a life coach <laughs> <laughs> and I found out wow that is exactly how I show up in life already yeah. so 2000 yeah 2006 I went and got mm -hmm. my life coaching certification through a ICF accredited school and put out my shingle and I've been um, evolving ever since. And I just, it, it's kind of helped to be a Jill of all trades because I can relate to a lot of different things in a lot of different situations. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 So, well, I, I think it's interesting you said that because, you know, it may feel like you're being a jack of all trades, but it's God's way of uh, I said this on a, on another podcast. Um, it's God's way of 
blending everything in his spiritual mixing bowl and making mm-hmm. it all work together, you know, for, mm-hmm. you know, the scripture that says all things work together for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And I think that, you know, all the experiences, all of the, you know, what feels like being a jack of all trades, it's really how he, you know, puts things, you know, mixes it all up and mm-hmm. he makes it it's work. very equipping. Yeah, yes, it's very exactly. Yeah, and so um, and so yeah, I I think and especially for those of us, you know, over fifty, uh, that's gone through, you know, a lot of different types of you know career moves and all that kind of stuff. I used to work at, oh gosh, I worked at so many different places, but <laughs> <laughs> at one time I thought I. I thought I wanted to be a photographer. Then I thought I wanted to be a model. Then I thought yeah. I wanted to be a flight attendant. Then I thought I wanted to be a nurse. And then I, you know, <laughs> yep. And so, but I tell you, nursing was not for me. It was not for me. <laughs> and so that's uh, why I went into recreation therapy because I don't do body fluids. I'm sorry. That's it. That's <laughs> like, it. I'm not going down that other track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just like, no, you know, I never even, you know, went to the, you know, I would see something on TV and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going, no, that that's not going to be for me. You know, my, my mother was a nurse, uh, my nieces, uh, my niece, I have two nieces that's, you know, that's uh, nurses. I'm like, okay, we're covered, you know, we, you know, we're covered in the nursing area, so, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, you know, I've, Different assignments, just different things, you know that mm-hmm. that uh, that just kind of all to come to all come together in his, like I said, spiritual mixing bowl. Um, mm-hmm. So, so can you share a story of someone who's experienced extraordinary results in finding work-life balance? One of my most favorite clients is named Julie. And she had been successful in corporate America and risen to be the assistant, the primary assistant to this vice president in her company. She did computer IT kinds of things. And she also loved direct sales. And through that love of direct sales, she became, she started her own business in doing marketing funnels. And this was a few years ago. So marketing funnels were kind of a new thing at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And she had created a phenomenal business in that was able to leave corporate America, retire her husband. And when she hired me, they were just moving from Washington State, where I also live, um, although she lives over on the west side on an island. She, they moved to Hawaii. And she hired me because the transition was, going to, was really hard for her. They were renting a house while they were remodeling a home they bought to be their dream house. She had a 17-year-old adopted daughter, so still at home. And she didn't have any friends there. You know, she didn't have any life there. And so she hired me to help her with the transition. And just like so many high achievers, she was completely a workaholic. She loved her mm. business. She loved the things that she was doing, serving women in the direct sales industry to create these funnels to help them grow their teams. And she really took a lot of it 
you know, to heart personally. Like if one of her clients didn't do well and they would call and have a problem, you know, she would feel brokenhearted. And, and so having the opportunity to come alongside her and help her to really um, become more authentic to herself, being able to really step into who she was and her truth while allowing her clients to be able to live into their truth, mm-hmm. being able to create time and space for her husband, for her child, for she, she helped, um, they rebuilt the church. I guess the church that they were going to had burned down and, and she was feeling really greedy, I guess is the, is the word, the mindset that she had because her goals were very money oriented. And so Mm -hmm. she had these huge financial goals and her family didn't understand them and they, They'd be, you know, oh, you're so greedy. Why do you have to have all this money? Why do you have to, you know, do all these things instead of, you know, enjoying yourself or instead of, you know, spending more time with us? And so it helped her to really see that it wasn't greed. It was she attached numbers to the amount of women that she was serving rather than numbers of women she was serving to the numbers, right? So when she could say, well, I want to help five more women each month than I did the month before, that felt way more affirming to her. And when she realized that through her own spiritual gifts, through the way that God wired her, through his, his purposing in her life at that time, that she was really bringing him glory by doing the work that she was doing, supporting the people that she was supporting. And she was able to just really feel confident in her own self and, and live into that, which helped her to be more generous. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was interesting, though, is we would set up this schedule for her that she, her ideal schedule, and then, you know, her ideal schedule was that she would work from 6 a.m. to noon, and then she would then go to some lava pool or, or go to this, this beach near their house, you know, basically that huge dream life that she had. And she was never finding herself doing those things, <laughs> even though that's why they moved there. And so, yeah, so really being able to help her to embrace the, the, the new season of life that she could take time to do those things that filled her cup um, mm. without depriving her business of the things that it needed was, was such a blessing to be able to help mm. her with that. Mm. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, she's, she's one of my favorite stories. But and one of the things that she says in her testimonial is that, that working together, she really found out that, that being a Christian and being a disciple didn't mean just – um, praying on the street corners, that it meant that she could really embrace who she was in every aspect of her life and be able to honor God and be in relationship with him that way. So, yeah. Wow, she that's is, awesome. She, she inspires me, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I know you, you specialize in working with high-achieving uh, businesswomen. So what are some of the challenges that you see when they're trying to balance their lives and their business. I mean, you gave this, you know, great example with her, but what are some of the, you know, some of the challenges that you see? I think some, some of the challenges stem from how we define work-life balance. Mm. 
like I said earlier, when we're talking about, you know, we have work on one side and then we have life on the other, as opposed to looking at it like you said in, the, in God's mi- mixing bowl, right? Mm-hmm. That we have all these aspects of our life mm-hmm. and we oftentimes are doing things that aren't in our strength because we're trying to take care of the people on our team, we're trying to take care of our customers, we're trying to take care of our families. And so we're, especially high achievers, like put things in boxes and they're, and they're reaching their goals, but they can get really tunnel focused about what it is that they want and how to get it. Yeah. So we get in our own way because we're kind of short-sighted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might mm-hmm. have a big vision. <laughs> and another thing that I notice with these kind of women is that they aren't stepping into their role as leader. They're stepping into their role as doer mm. because oftentimes the people that they bring onto their team don't do things the way that they themselves would do it. Mm. And so then they aren't releasing those things, even though they, they feel like maybe they're the best at them, but they've adapted them their way. When there's somebody on their team who could do it better, faster, that they have to be able to trust them to be able to do mm-hmm. that. So, so a lot of it is, is recognizing who are we hiring, um, how are we asking for help, how are we supporting those people so that they can actually help mm-hmm. and in their way that they're meant to. Yeah. and be able to to delegate those things and not micromanage. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and then that's... the other thing is another way leaders do it is then they might delegate that something, but then they end up doing all this other trivial, menial stuff mm-hmm. while, in order to empower that person to do the stuff. Oh, yes. well, they're busy doing that, so I'm going to go and take care of these little things over here. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. no, no. That's right. not of your time either, so... So really owning themselves as a leader and being able to, to recognize what kind of style they have as a leader and grow into that so that they can then really focus on the things that they themselves mm-hmm. are best at and equipped to do so that, you know, the whole process is holistic mm-hmm. rather than, than just kind of get stuck and stagnates. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm curious, what's your process? What's the process you use with your clients? I have a process called the Savvy Woman Process. All right. I knew you had one. (laughs) Yep, in 2012. Mm -hmm. And he's even, he's added to it along the way. But Mm -hmm. he gave me this formula that has really rung true for both myself and my clients in that a savvy woman knows whose she is, that we belong to him and that he is, you know, part of all of this. Our business is his business. Mm -hmm. We know who we are because we know who we are in him. Mm -hmm. We know who we serve, Mm -hmm. who are those people that we're serving, whether they're our family members or whether they're our teammates. We know what they want and need. And then we know, most importantly, how we ourselves make the difference. What is our secret sauce that, that we bring to the table? And so going through this process, and I have an acronym for women, stands for a variety of different things that I take my clients through so that they can achieve a blueprint of their most authentic self. 
mm-hmm. meaning that 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 self that they just feel their you know their sense of their best in, mm-hmm. and then we can go from there. We can say, okay, so you're here and you want to go there. There's a gap, so let's look at how you can best create a bridge step by step to bridge that gap to get to where you want to be. And so that's, that's the process. And then I also most recently created a tool. It's called the My Day, My Way Daily Focus Success Tool. Mm-hmm. And what I've, what I've helped my clients and myself do is to figure out, you know, what, how is my day? be structured, mm. which you would love, Valderima, because that's what you mm-hmm. do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what is the best way for me to, to show up and, and, and what do I need to make sure that I get this activities done, but also do it in a way that I'm not captive to those things, but that, you know, my priorities get met before I get trapped by other people's agendas. And mm-hmm. I'll give you a, a link to that tool that you can put in the notes if you want for anybody Absolutely. who wants to. Um, access this tool just be my gift to people so you got some tips you want to share with our listeners like some business tips or anything that you feel like will help them in their entrepreneurial journey because this entrepreneurial journey is not for the (laughs) lighthearted that's for sure oh my gosh you know, you, you get into it and you think, woohoo, I'm doing what I'm designed to do and what I love. And then you realize, oh, I'm a business owner too. Yes. <laughs> I, don't get to just, I don't get to just do the part that I love. I have all this other stuff going on mm-hmm. too, at least if we're successful at it, right? Mm-hmm. So my, one of my tips is, you know, I have a business meeting with the Lord every day. Mm. And... You know, just really sitting with him. God made work. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve had jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, we've, work has always been a part of living life. And so being able to be really clear on how we're living that life and, mm-hmm. and what we're, you know, what we're made to do is part of the success, right? And mm-hmm. and feeling like we're we're in what we're supposed to be. So another tip I think is affirming that. So mm-hmm. I'm sitting in my in, in the word with the Lord and then every day on my daily success tool I write an affirmation based on my time mm-hmm. with him. And that gives me that focus for the day, mm-hmm. right? That, that I know he's with me and he's equipped me. And then the, the next tip I have, and this is for those of us who are big picture thinkers. We are, you know, we can get lost in the weeds pretty easy. So we look mm-hmm. at the big picture of things. But what happens is when we set down to write our task list, we're usually writing big chunks of tasks mm-hmm. at a time, you know, and so our mind doesn't take into account all the things that need to happen in order to actually achieve that task. Mm-hmm. So I encourage people to break up those tasks into the steps that it's actually going to take to get there. And the, one of the reasons why is because I don't know about you, 
but I get interrupted sometimes. Mm-hmm. Even working from home, I get mm-hmm. interrupted by all kinds of things. Right, my husband might be my my fun little dogs. Uh, it could be my husband, depending on what's mm-hmm. going on with him and his work schedule. Sure. And so I get distracted, and then when I come back to my desk to continue working on a project, I forget where I left off. <laughs> so if I have my steps all laid out for me, then I know where I can get back to. Yes. Okay, I did that, but I didn't do, but here's where I need to move on from. Uh, plus, you know, after 50, what is it about these little brain snaps? <laughs> What it is helps your brain to be able to make it more realistic, more achievable, but also yes. so that when you forget what you're doing, <laughs> you know right where it is. Yes, yes. And, I so love that. Go ahead. <laughs> and then the third tip would be make sure you're filling your cup. Mm. We can we have a tendency to serve and serve and serve and pour out and pour out and pour out until we are just all dried up. Mm. And that is not how we were created to be. So I encourage people to think of things, simple things. It doesn't have to be anything big. Mm -hmm. But what are are simple things? Maybe it's listening to a song that you just really love. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, you know, taking time to work on some fun little hobby project that you have. Mm. Maybe it's, phoning a friend and giving yourself permission to just, you know, I just really need to chat with, you know, this person because they really uplift my spirits when I talk to them. I was laughing. My best friend just got an iPhone. She's had an Android, I guess, forever. And last night we were FaceTiming and she'd never done that before. And she's like, oh, we need to FaceTime more often. This is really fun. (laughs) (laughs) We were building each other's tips just by FaceTiming instead of actually having to come from our separate communities to go find a restaurant to uh, um, have a cup of coffee, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, so just, you know, looking at those things that, that fill your cup. Maybe it's even literally a special cup that has mm. an inspirational saying on it or something, and you have a, a special drink that you treat yourself to, tea or coffee or whatever it is. But, yeah, but yeah I, I, it's so important for us to find ways to fill our cups so that it then really we can is. continue to pour out. Yeah, and I think I, I think you know, the older we get, <laughs> the more we. Well, sometimes it could go you know both ways, but I think the more we realize that we need to fill our cups because we have been giving for so long, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. know, if, if some some women maybe they have been in corporate America and. I mean, I did spend, you know, 20, 25 years in corporate America and, you know, just giving and giving and giving. And, of course, you know, as we know, a little return. But I'm thankful for the experience and God's little mixing bowl. And so, (laughs) because it did contribute to, you know, it does contribute to where you are. But I think we, we forget and we don't appreciate how much, we have given, and now we can bring those experiences and that and value to the marketplace, and we give, but it's it's more fulfilling, 
I think that's what I'm trying to say. It's it it mm-hmm. comes out differently, and and then as we we you know get continue to get older, you know we realize like you know what I'm going to cut this off right now because I'm going to fill my cup. Okay, if that is that okay mm-hmm. with you? Well, even if it's not, I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so. Exactly, and and you know, and when we do that, we are teaching the people around us that it's okay. Yes, we learned in our in our professions that it wasn't okay because we were constantly yeah. work, 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 do, do, do. Mm-hmm. I and mean, yes, you got your coffee break or you got whatever, mm-hmm. but you know, um, it, it's when you work for yourself, when you're an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, you get to set your schedule. Yeah, you get to bring the best of the things that you enjoyed that worked for you, and you mm-hmm. get to leave most of the other stuff behind. Because, yeah, yeah. And, you know, in business there's always stuff that we have to do that maybe we don't yeah. like. But there isn't anybody telling you that you, you only have 20 minutes for this exactly. break or that you yeah. only have an hour for this break, right? We get mm. to build in the richness mm. of life. And I used to tell my husband, I'm like, yeah, I could work harder and make more money. What does that mean? It means I would, we'll drink a more expensive brand of coffee, we'll buy a more expensive brand of car, we'll go on a more exotic vacation. But how does that really help me in the daily, yeah. right? And so as we matured and got older and and now, you know, now we do get to enjoy the fruits of our labor with a little higher brand of coffee and a little higher mm-hmm. brand of car. But, you know, it's, but I don't, I want a life I don't need a vacation from. Oh, that is it right there. I, and I, because, and I don't know if we even talked about it as a retreat or anything like that, but anyway, we, I, retirement the traditional, you know, retirement, you know, you go to, which, which, which is what we've been taught, you know, you go to work, you get a degree, mm-hmm. you retire after, you know, 25, 30 years, what have you. Retirement is not in the Bible. Nope. And so, you know, I get it when people want to change, you know, and pivot and do something that's a little bit more rewarding, you know, and things like that, but it's... <clears throat> It's not so that you can just, you know, stop working and just, you know, have little, you know, drinks with the umbrellas in it. You know, that's that's not re- right. what retirement, exactly. it, you know. And so that's not what God, you know, has designed. And 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 I, and what I mean by that, <clears throat> that's what it used to look like. But now, you know, we're living longer. We're, look, we're wanting to do things that's more fulfilling. We want to make a bigger impact or a better impact or however you want to word it. We want to do things that leave a legacy, you know. And so those mm-hmm. things, especially, I don't know about you, but like when I turned 50, everything looked different. I mean, I know you just approached your 50, like I know. Like I've been here for like 12 years, okay? I'm 62, so there. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like your perspective changes. And I don't even know how to to explain that to anybody. You know, I wished I had someone, you know, when I was younger to say, now, Dreamer, when you turn 50, your perspective is going to change, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I didn't know, but it is so different. 
it's like there's a sense of urgency to, you know, to to do things that matter. I think that's how I mm-hmm. want to say it. You know, do mm-hmm. more of what matters. So, well, and I think that when we turn fifty, I mean, during our forties, I think we really start to realize that we are independent. That mm-hmm. we do have things, you know, we're not just a mom, we're not just a wife. We're, we're starting to be able to own mm-hmm. our truth and maybe even go to the store without makeup on. <laughs> I was like 45, I think, before I could do that. But, and then it's like 50 hits, and it's like even more so. It's like, wow, the things mm-hmm. that I used to think were important really aren't what I thought they were. And yeah. allowing myself to embrace more of the richness of life and slow down. And I'm somebody, I'm a high capacity person. So Mm. I was the woman who had juggled all kinds of things and I loved it. And I, Mm. and I basically suffered from a lot of FOMO fear of missing out because I just wanted to do it all and burnt myself out a little bit young. And so Mm. now in this space where I find myself now, it's so much more, enjoyable and relaxing and I can put things down and I can pick things up. And I think Mm -hmm. when I look at it, maybe from your perspective, when I get to 60, maybe it is that um, time is shorter. Mm -hmm. You're getting to that realization that that time Mm -hmm. is, it starts to flow a little bit differently. Yeah, it, it really is. Now, I was excited, you know, when I turned 50, um, I was excited, but then there were so many menopausal things was happening to me. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> and so, yep. you know, and so it was, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and now that, you know, I don't, I, I'm past that, you know, that phase, mm-hmm. I'm really thankful. After, you know, that 60 mark, you know, you start to think, okay, you know what, Um, hmm, that 10 years really went by pretty quick. Uh (laughs) And, uh, Uh you know, and then you're looking at, you know, uh, you know, you're looking at, you're looking from a different lens. You're looking from a different lens. Uh Not that it's not exciting, but it's definitely a different lens. And things matter even more. You know, the the things that you want to do. Uh, in terms of things that's more fulfilling and doing what matters, I mean, it, it's like it's, it, it, it accelerates. What would you say, let me ask it this way, what do you love about your business and what do you dislike about your business? Or is there anything you dislike about your business? Mm. Well, you know, what I love is I love, I'm a, I'm a co-creative coach. I believe that everybody has inside them exactly what they need right now, today, to do what the Lord has for them to do and to be who they want to, who they need to be. And it's really more about being than it is about doing. Yes. And so coming alongside my clients, typically when they come to me, they are kind of those dry bones that we talk about in the Bible. You know, they're just dry bones, they're dried up, they're overwhelmed. And being able to come alongside and help them reconnect with themselves and refresh themselves. And as over time, we're working together, getting to know them and, and helping them get to just really plug in to the things that are most important 
and just watching them flesh out and pink cheeks and excitement of life. And that is, that is what I love. So mm. if I could just do that all day long, that would be heavenly, right? Mm. So what don't I love about my business? I'm going to be honest with you. All this marketing stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I work with marketing coaches for years. I've worked with some really great ones and, and they're, they love what they do. And it's easy to tell that they love what they do. And I just, I just get frustrated sometimes creating all this content. And honestly, I just haven't been as good about it as I, and, and before COVID, it wasn't that important. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I still had to do it, but it, I wasn't a, I wasn't an online coach living in a virtual world. And so I was a, I did, I worked with clients online, but they came by referral. And mm-hmm. now since COVID and the world's kind of changed and shifted, so this marketing aspect has become way more important. Um, it's, that's the part that I guess I, you know, I just don't love. But at the yeah. same time, God's really using it because he's called me to write a book. <laughs> and so I'm writing a book using the Savvy Woman principles, mm-hmm. and it's going to be sharing the blueprint and walking through that. And he, oh, my gosh, God is so good. Not only did he attach me to a really great writer's group that's helping me with this, but my pastor and our leader, um, our elder of discipleship, asked me to teach a class with them this fall. So I've been doing this apologetics class with them teaching uh, new believers who have gone through our alpha class, just more about faith and more about, you know, things that, that God has for us. And now they've, they've agreed to let me teach the, the portions of my book this winter. And they're going to help me, um, help me by editing it and, and listening to the material and, and helping me work through it. And my, my pastor just finished his doctorate and he's, is publishing his dissertation. So he's kind of working through some of these things um, as well. So, yeah, so God just really laid it out pretty clear. <laughs> that's kind of been on the edges of my mind for a long time is actually going to get birthed in 2022. So, um, and, and part of that is, is writing it through blog posts, through posts yeah. that I've made over the years, through client notes, through, you know, all these things. And so I'm a little bit more excited about the marketing pieces as I share stories and share ahas that people mm. in the class or people, you know, that I work with or and, and myself as well as we're kind of traversing the materials that God's given me to wow. help people to go on this journey of purpose and, and impact. So, yeah. yeah. That, it, it's funny you said that because that was going to be my next question. I was going to ask, well, what exciting things do you have coming up? <laughs> so, <laughs> yep, that's, that's my exciting thing coming up. Yep, wow. it's been 2022 yeah. will be by the end of the year. Yeah. Well, hopefully, even before then, I'll have a yeah. book published. And yeah. My, you... my retirement dream is to speak at retreats and do, oh. do retreats for entrepreneurial Christian women and connect them with mm. 
the plans that God has for them and those kinds of things. So when I think of, of you know, as my life progresses, that's, that's really where I see myself co- coaching and then doing some of these um, retreats for churches or business people or, you know, whoever, wherever God sends me right. to be able to share this message. Yeah. I love that. I love that because I, I, I can see you doing that. I can definitely see you doing that. And I think that is, um, you know, you said it on this podcast, so if you ever forget, I'll just remind you and I'll say. <laughs> that's right, I made a declaration. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. Well, so I, when we first started, you said something about um, some type of assessment or something. Oh, and the My so, Day, My Way daily focus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I have, it, it's set up so that if you have worked through my Savvy Women program, you mm-hmm. already know how you're wired. But mm-hmm. even if you haven't gone through my program, it's still a really great tool, and, and it can help you actually identify how you're wired just by how you spend your day, right? Mm-hmm. So it starts with an affirmation. One of the things that I had said was I, I meet with the Lord, and then I you know, want to affirm the message that he has for me. So there's a space to write whatever affirmation you're, you have for the day. And then the next thing it says is at the end of today, I will celebrate my wins by. Mm. And what happens with my clients is high achieving people don't acknowledge their wins throughout the day. They're that just like, of course so I did that. <laughs> oh my gosh. What that I didn't so get true. done was, right? And so I really want people to celebrate the, the things that they have accomplished each day. And you can, like for me on this particular day that I have in front of me, it says at the end of today, I will celebrate my wins by acknowledging them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. and how I acknowledge them is I use a highlighter rather than crossing out things on my task list. Oh. So I highlight that I got them done and I, you know, then I can do a little, Woohoo, yay me, kind of thing, I you know, because love it's. That. <laughs> um, and then I have the next section is Savvy Women Projects. And so these mm-hmm. are the big things I must do to move the project forward. And science shows us that we really can't do more than three things. That, mm-hmm. That's the max that we can really be working on effectively during the day. And mm-hmm. so I have Project One, Project Two, Project Three with space for us to write the steps out, right? Identifying my project and then breaking down the, the steps like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So these are the, these are the little bite-sized chunks that I need to do in order to move the project forward today because, you know, we're not going to finish the project today necessarily, but we're still in process of working on whatever it is. And then the third section says people to connect with. And so I have an area for people I need to reach out to, and they're the people that I must absolutely reach out to today. So list of people that I'm following up with, list of people that I you know, want to reach out to and connect with for either how I can serve them or you know, something that maybe I need from them. And next to it is the section, people I'm waiting on. Mm. And so this is the people that I need something from to move a project forward. 
Mm. And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, I've passed this on to my VA and I'm still waiting for her to get it done. Mm-hmm. And you, that can take on such a negative connotation. But when I think of them as, as a collaborator that I'm waiting to connect with, mm-hmm. you know, oh, okay, well, I passed this on to Jade. And so now, you know, I'm just waiting for her to get this piece back to me. That's mm-hmm. kind of a, a more positive mindset and realizing that, that she's a collaborator, mm. not somebody who... You know, I just, I'm just waiting. <laughs> right, also, right, right, right. <laughs> for me, I'm a big picture person and I'm a fast mover. So mm-hmm. I need that list too because sometimes I can forget and start moving ahead anyway and it's like, oh, no, wait a second. So, you know, maybe I need to follow up and just see where she's at in the timeline so that, you know, I can, I can do, know when she's going to have it for me. The bottom of the page is about our priorities. So list the priorities and to-dos that must be done before getting trapped in your inbox and other people's agendas. Oh and my so gosh. this is the main things I must complete today no matter what. And so I have mm. this for a task list of those, you know, three to five or whatever tasks that actually have to get done no matter what. And then next to that is a box of things that would fill my cup. Yeah. So just a brainstorm of, of things so that, you know, I make sure that I, when I have a minute or, because, you know, sometimes I can forget. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to do that. I was going to listen mm-hmm. to this podcast or I was going to listen. I was going to yeah. run and, you know, do this thing. And so if I just have a little running list of things that, oh, I have time to do this right now, you know, I can I can highlight that. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, so it's just exactly. like it's, I manage my day like a project. So, I, I, I love that you said that. And it. <laughs> There's so many things I know we're going to have to come back and uh, uh, you're going to have to come back to the show. So let me just say that right now, because there's so many things that you touched on that I was like, oh, man, that is such a great idea. That is so cool. And the, the, especially the part about highlighting instead of instead of putting a line through it or checking it off or whatever, you highlight it. Mm-hmm. That puts uh, puts things in a whole new light. That's like, mm-hmm. I, I never thought about doing it that way because I, I like to-do lists and all that kind of stuff too, you know, and of course, you know, that's part of, you know, what I, what I teach my clients. And I was so excited when you said that. It was like, okay, Aldrima, don't interrupt her. Let her finish saying what she's... <laughs> Well, I'm like glad you that it, that it, that it highlighted <laughs> that for you because that's exactly how I felt when, whenever yeah. it was that I heard it years ago that somebody recommended it to me. Yeah. And I, it just, yeah, it just gives it such a different feel, right? Yeah. So excited about it. And I'm so excited about your book. Like, that's going to be so amazing. You know, so I know, I know. I don't. I'm looking forward to seeing what God's gonna write in it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so cool. That is so cool. Hopefully, when people listen to this podcast, when they listen to this show, I want them to be so inspired, so ready to make a change in their current situation that it is like insane, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and right. so I, I, I wish I could, we could just spend the rest of the 
where we could spend the rest of the day talking, but people may not be listening to our podcast. (laughs) God has so much in store. And I mean, you know, I was thinking about, um, uh, I'm sure you've heard this before, you know, where they say the graveyard is full of intentions and dreams that never Mm -hmm. happened, you know, and so... I, that's what I want this podcast to do. I wanted to inspire these women. I wanted to, you know, I want them to walk away with, you know, uh, uh, not just motivation, but some things they can implement, you know, right, right away, you know, that will right. keep, give them some momentum, you know, and exactly, uh, and say, yeah, you know, I can do this. I can do this. So, did, were there any words of um, encouragement or inspiration or anything that you wanted to share with the listeners? Honestly, when we tap into our authentic way of being, then all the doing flows out of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so when we're being who we're created to be and we're plugged into the source, Yes. Of that that relationship that we have with the Lord and through mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, just you know, be able to be empowered and equipped to mm-hmm. just continue the path that we're on. Mm-hmm. Then you know, then then we're always doing the next right thing. And as as our seasons change and things ebb and flow, it's it's the way it's supposed to be. And when mm-hmm. we when we catch ourselves not being who we want to be then that's the time to stop, right? Yeah. And, and just really reflect on, on what's happening. Are we in alignment with yeah. our values? Are we in alignment with, our, with what we want to see happen? And that doesn't mean things are easy. Right. Because right. most of the time, of the time <laughs> they're not, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but even when they're not easy, it's opportunities for mm-hmm. us to be able to get in touch with those parts of ourselves that, you know, mm-hmm. that we can expand our capacity, we can persevere, we can build our character, and so that we're ready for the next thing that comes. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's the important part of, of just living our life and being who we're being and being able to be that, whatever it is, that piece that, that the Lord created us for through mm-hmm. our work to mm-hmm. contribute to the kingdom yeah. because our work is part of what he has planned. That's why he absolutely. gave it to us and why he gave us our dreams and our hopes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Shannon, thank you so much for that. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for sharing, um, you know, how you are impacting, making in kingdom impact. Um, and uh, I so appreciate you. And I know we're going to have to come back and, um, have you on the show again? And um, I look forward to that. Yeah, especially you know once that book, you know, starts, you know, you start rolling out the uh, pages of that book, you're gonna have some more stuff you want to share, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. be sitting right here waiting for you to share it. Okay, are we really saying goodbye? Hi, this is Aldrema Harper, and thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you got value for where you are in your entrepreneurial endeavor. 
And if you'd like to know more about how I can further serve you, simply go to CoachDreama.com. Again, that's CoachDreama.com. I look forward to hearing from you. Have an amazing day.